said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss of any man's life among, among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and I in whom I serve saying, Fear not, Paul, Thou must be brought for Caesar. Lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, just for a couple of minutes, I want to, as he said, you can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. find out that, I'm sure we all have experienced this, that people tell you a lot of things. They say different things to you. And sometimes the things they say are very convincing to the point where you actually believe what they're saying. And if you show up this day, you can get this kind of deal. Only to show up and find out them jokers was lying. They weren't telling you the truth. There was some kind of loophole. Ever had some salesman come to your house and knock on your doors? Come in your house trying to best vacuum that you'll ever find. You can't even find this in the stores. Let me try it out. Let me let you try it out. You can get it for $19.99. That are not the truth. And sadly, we actually believe them. We actually give some people the benefit of the doubt. And we believe what they are telling us. And we find out the hard way that the only one you can really trust in is the Almighty God. When it really comes down to it, what he has told us. Times pass. I can stand here and testify that every word that God has said has come true. In our ears, then it has happened. It has come to pass. You'll find out that sometimes if we're not careful in disbelief and doubt and just giving up on hope and believing that things are just going to be the way they are, God will tell us something and we can possibly laugh at it and say, nothing. there's nothing too hard for God. Anybody understand that God can do all things? With God, all things are possible. There is no sickness that God can't cure. Work out. There is no door that God cannot open up. And there is no door 
that God cannot shut. I want you to know tonight that all things are possible with our God. Amen. How many know we're not serving some mediocre God? Amen. We're not serving some second tier God. Amen. But this is the one true of heaven and of earth. And I've come to find out that there is not a lie in him. That every word that has been spoken, that he will fulfill in Sarah's old age. God comes to them and God tells them that you will have a child. You're going to have a son in your old age. And the Bible says that it was so unbelievable, amen, that Sarah, she began to laugh, amen. And the God called her out on it, amen. And that God began to ask Abraham, why is it that Sarah laughed? And she tried to talk her way out of it, but there's no talking about ask us sometimes as it appears that things are just impossible to come together and that it is impossible to be worked out. I believe God is asking us, is there anything too hard for me to fix? Is there anything too hard for me to work out? Is there anything too hard for me to bring to pass? I want you to know that with God, all things are possible. It doesn't matter how big the mountain is. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. I want you to know a God that is able, knowing that I am trusting in the right, right one tonight. Amen. Anybody come to find out that Jesus is a present help in the time of trouble? Anybody come to find out on a Tuesday night that all you got to do is begin to lift up your voice and begin to lift up your hands and you will find out that there will be a God that will be a present help situation. Is it all right that we magnify Jesus tonight? Amen. Is it all right that we talk about how great he is and how wonderful he is in all the ways that what you will find out is that Paul is on his way to stand before Caesar, to be tried before Caesar. And he has tried to talk these experienced sellers, amen, out of taking this journey. He didn't listen to what Paul was telling them. And you'll find out that the scripture says that it appeared that everything was okay. And so they took their hold of a principle that I must grab a hold of. And that is if the word has gone forth, amen, I need to take a hold of the word, amen. And I can't rely on how things look to me, amen, because things can look pretty good, amen, only for me to get in the midst of situations ain't that long before it turns for the worst. How many know that we got to hear what God's word is saying? Amen. How many know that I can't go off of my human emotions? Amen. The doorstep and I got to put my faith up and I got to put my trust in the word of God because the word of God 
is the only thing that is going to prevail. My experiences in this life ain't going to do me no good. Amen. But can I tell you, God's been doing this for a long time. Amen. And he knows exactly what he's doing. And if God's word, I need to have a made up mind. I don't need to take this cell. I don't need to join hand in hand with you. I need to hear what God's word is instructing me to do. Bible says that as they took their journey, the Bible says in verse 13, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, they were ready to fulfill their plans. They thought it was just right. How many know God can come along and turn my plans upside down? God will make shipwreck of my plans, amen, just to get my attention and help me to understand that it's not in his will. Can I tell you, I've suffered enough loss, amen. I've, can I tell you, I've learned my lesson, amen. And so if God is saying it, I need to listen to it. Because if it ain't God's will, my plans will come to naught, amen. Can I tell you, I want to, I want to be in sync with his word. You can be seated tonight. Storm rises. This storm was so bad it had a name. The name of it was Yorokladon. And it was the on the level of a God will keep us again from hurricanes. Amen. What, what was the last one? Irma? That was enough for me. Amen. God, just cover us another year, Lord. Keep your hands on us. But this is what they find themselves in the midst of. Amen. And the Bible says that as this is going on, says that the ship was and could not bear up into the wind. And the Bible says that it was running under an island which is called Claudia. And the Bible says that it was so bad. Can you imagine that? Days without the sun shining. And Paul said that all hope, amen, was gone of us being saved. Can you t- Do you know that life can be like that sometimes? You know what we call that? We call that depression, amen, where people sink so low, amen, and there is no sight of sunshine, amen, that it gets so bad for them and they get so down and out and in the dumps, amen, and they become hopeless, amen. But can I tell you, no matter how hopeless it seems, as long as there is a king of kings and the Lord of Lords is sitting on the throne, I want you to know that there is always hope. Amen. Can I give somebody a word tonight? You're in the right place to come out of your depression. You're in the right place to come out of your low self-esteem. You're in the right place tonight because I want you to know that there is hope. Amen. In the house of Jesus Christ. Amen. He is our hope. Let me tell you about a God that can pull you out of the dumps. He can pull you out of the valley lower. He can. It's coming in the morning. We have those night seasons that last for a while. Some people's cases, they last for days. Weeks, months, years. So low, and there is no hope of any kind of deliverance. There is no hope of things getting better. 
me days and weeks and months and years of just feeling hopeless. That they just figured that it's just, just best that they take their own lives. Can I tell you something? That's never the option. Never the option. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from experience tonight because I've talked with people. I remember one situation. Um, one individual told me, she said, listen, she said, I was ready to end it all. She said, I wasn't just ready. I attempted. She said, as I was sitting there on my bed, she said, I had all of the pill bottles laid out. She said, I took every last pill I could take expecting not to wake up in the morning. You, I'm talking about hopelessness. Amen. It gets that bad for people. She said, I was expecting not to wake up. She said, but listen, that I can remember so vividly. She said that I could see the next morning coming in and the sun shining in my window. You would rejoice about it, amen. But she didn't rejoice about it, amen, because life was just that bad for her. She started weeping because she was still alive. Can I tell you, the devil takes people so low, amen. But can I tell, amen, that having given up on life, there are some people that have not let go of their faith. There are some people that have not let go of the word of God. And they're in the house of the Lord tonight and can stand up and testify. It don't matter how bad it gets. As long as Jesus is on my side, there's always an expectation of things for my good. Gets bad for people. People to drag people that low. The devil entices people. He allures people away from the things of God and causes them to believe that there is something better out there. That the grass is greener on the other side. Not knowing that it's nothing more than an illusion. It's nothing more than soon as he gets you out of the house, amen, all protection is gone, amen. See, the devil wants to get people out of that protection, amen. He wants to, amen. Let me talk about that tonight, amen, because the devil only wants to lure people out of that safe place so that he can take them out. Can I tell you, I can't be a fool tonight, amen. I can't be foolish tonight to listen to what the devil is saying. He ain't nothing more than a liar and the father of lies. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm standing I got a made up mind. Whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. Whatever you're saying, I'm not listening. Whatever you got going on, I don't want to be a part of. I'm a Abner, David, quit, wept over him and said he died like a fool. Abner, there was, there was war that had broke out between the house of Saul and the house. The Bible says that Abner was a man of war. But there was one by the name of Ahasahel that was quick. And Abner was telling Ahasahel, you got it. You, you need to turn around. Abner didn't want to fight him. Abner didn't want that fight with him. Abner said, how can I stand before your brother? 
He said, I don't want this fight with you. But Ahasahel, being so full of zeal, amen, just full of youth and just full of zeal, and, and the Bible says that Abner turned around, amen, and there was a confrontation, and when it was all said and done, uh, that he killed him by mistake, amen. He didn't sit his up where there was refuge, amen. You can say that it was a sort of like an asylum, asylum, asylum. He went there, and he was there, and he was in a safe place. But there came old Joab, amen. And Joab tried to let him know, listen, everything's cool. It's all right. It's all been forgiven, amen, a little bit. And that old Abner, amen, listened to him. And the Bible says that Joab caught him right in the fifth rib. And that was the end of man because I believe the words of the adversary. I need to know there is nothing good in the devil. Amen. He can talk sweet all he wants. It ain't nothing but lies. He wants to get me out of the house so that he can take me out. It's a lie. It's alright on Tuesday night. And so the devil lures people away from the truth and from the safe place. And from there it's down very quickly. It don't last for long. The Bible does say that there is a pleasure in sin, but it's for a season. And if you know how seasons are, seasons don't last long. Seasons last for about a couple of months, unless you're living in Florida and it's hot all year long. But normal places, they experience all four seasons and they don't last but for a couple of months. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to sell out the truth for a cheap thrill. And here's the thing about it. Whatever you sold out for, it never satisfies you. Never. You're always wanting more. It never satisfies. And he wants people to fall so low where they lose all hope that they can even be saved. They're saved because they've just gone so far over the deep end. The devil's just taken them so far. Now, with our God, all things are possible. Amen. There ain't no change you if I would come to an altar and lift up my hands and repent of my sins, amen. Listen, and really mean what I'm saying. God will turn things around for me. He'll turn it around for me. And so Paul in verse 21, he begins to talk about how that after things had let up for a little while, stood before them. Told them you should have hearkened. You should have listened to me. And if you would have listened to me, you wouldn't have experienced this loss. And we can not just put ourselves in jeopardy, but we can put others around us in jeopardy. I got to take heed to what God's word is saying. I got to pay very close attention to what God is telling me. Because if not, I can lose out, can also lose because I didn't listen, because I didn't hearken to the word. 
When I begin to talk, when you begin for everybody, there's one that pops in your mind, and that's by the name of Achan. God told them, when you go in to capture the land, he said, don't you take nothing. Don't you touch nothing. Don't you take nothing to yourself. But old Achan did not hearken to the word of God. Don't you? God gives us instructions to try to help us. Amen. But we think we know best. But old Achan didn't listen. And he saw the gold. Amen. If I could own it because of materialistic things and because of money. But can I tell you, money ain't worth my soul. Amen. No amount of gold, no amount of silver is worth me losing my life over. Amen. Anybody want to make it to heaven tonight? Is heaven still the number one priority? Amen. Are we trying to get rich? Amen. So be it. But I'm not going to lose my soul in the pursuit of it. Amen. Because you know something at the end of the day, if he does, hallelujah, anyhow. And if he does harder, I'm still thankful. Amen. For all that he's done. You can be seated. I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to jeopardize my soul for it. But Achan didn't listen. He took it, took it to his house. And I had just had to explain this to someone just the other week as they was trying to figure out, you know, you know, why did he allow stoning? I said, you're, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. Look at it from the perspective of sin and God not allowing a ch- unchecked. It would affect the whole nation. That whole nation, amen, would have started. Listen putting on that Babylonian garment, amen. And we just know the Babylonians, they dressed a certain way that the Israelites didn't dress. And that was just it. And God didn't want that for his people. And Achan took it to his house, and they lost a great dove it. A battle that they should have won. Listen, you will lose out on battles and fights and victories that you should win, amen, with ease, amen. I'm going to remain triumphant and keep the devil underneath my feet up is that I got to take heed to the word of, of the Lord. I will be defeated, amen, if I don't live according to what God's word says. If I don't have an ear to hear what God's word says, I will be bound up and still pretending like everything's fine. No, have no peace, knowing that I have no joy, knowing that the devil is just having wreaking havoc in my life. But how many got a made up mind? Not this hard. Not him and his whole family were stoned. They lost their lives, all because. They didn't hearken to God's word. They almost perished because they didn't hearken to God's word. But I always like to believe that they, but because of who was on that ship with them. Because the Bible says that Paul told them that he said, I exhort you to be out of the ship. He says, for there stood by me this night. The angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail 
with the, what the devil tries, whatever God has destined for you and whatever God has destined for you to be, it doesn't matter how the devil tries to stop it against the church. Don't you know that God has destined, amen? God has gone to prepare a place for us, amen, that where he is, we may be there also. And the devil would like to cause you to think that he can stop that from happening. The devil can't do a thing about it. Now, I can make myself lose out on it, but the devil mind, we're going to rub it in the devil's face tonight. How you like it? I'm on my way to heaven and there's nothing you can do about it. My name is written down in the last book of life and it says the church will win when it's all said and done. You can't do nothing about it. And when, you, when you're rubbing it in his face, go ahead and rub it in his face where his destination is. Remind him of where he's going. Amen. You want to shut the devil up? Remind him that it's going to be burning, amen. In the Remind him that it's going to be shut up, amen. You need to go ahead and do what the angel did, amen. And that shut him up. Somebody on a Tuesday night, and out of the promise of God, for far too long, it's about time you shut him up. Shut that devil up. See, because where God has destined for us to go and to be. There's nothing he can do to stop it. God told, Jesus told his disciples, he said, get on the ship. And he told them where we're going. We are going to the other side. And as they take sail, just like this here, arises a storm. And the Bible says that the winds was, there was contrary winds. Beat against the ship. It was so bad. Same kind of storm. It was so bad that water began to fill up the boat. And I don't know about anybody else, but if you've been in those kind of storms, amen, where it's flooded, water's coming up to the doors, and they don't look like them it's going down, but it's getting higher, and higher and higher. Listen, I done been there. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, you talk about, man, I don't know what we was thinking. We was in a storm. See, somehow, me, we missed the fact that where we was going, there was a major storm. And we head over there. We're going to a certain place. And we get there. And the whole place is shut down. Like, what's going on? It is. They closed. I'm talking pitch black. We didn't get the we didn't get the the news alert, amen. That there's a storm. So we come back through a certain city, through a certain uh you don't forget things like that when you have that kind of experience. And we're driving, I think we're in the Wellington area, we're driving as we're driving. Water's coming up. I'm like, this water don't look like it's going down now. And that water is up. I'm in the passenger side, and that water is up to the door, calling on the name of Jesus. That car could have cut off, 
and we would have been stuck and trapped right there. But can I tell you about the power? This is why I exalt the name. As we continue to call on the name of Jesus, it went down a little bit more. And we just called on the name of Jesus and it just went on down. You talking about being in a situation where God parts the water, amen? And you go through on dry ground. I'm telling you tonight, we got to exalt the name of Jesus, amen? We got to let it be known that his name is great. It is worthy of all. He's worthy to be seated those disciples, they was panicking. I know exactly how they feel. You know God cares. You got to know that God cares about you. God cares about the situation that you're in. God cares about the fight that you're in. God cares about your daily struggles, amen, that you wrestle with from time, day after day, wondering whether this is the will how you should be living your life. God cares about all of that, amen? There's not one thing that you go through that God doesn't care about or that he's not concerned about. I'm saying he just gets up and he just, peace, be still. And the storm ceased and everything calmed down because he had already told them, we're going over to the other side. This is the destination. Don't you know what was waiting for them when they got over to the other side? You know reason for that storm? The enemy. Because you know something? There was something waiting for them on the other side. Amen? A great miracle is about to take place. And there was about the side, there was a man that was bound up by thousands of devils, amen, that he was hurting himself. He was walking through the tombs. There was nothing that nobody could do to help him, amen. And the devil wanted to keep him that way, amen. How many know the devil wants to keep you bound up? He wants to keep you shackled down, amen. And the day that Jesus stepped foot in your life and not one of those devils could keep you from coming to the altar and lifting up your hands and lifting up your voice. Be seated tonight. And so Paul stands before them and says, listen, be of good cheer. Don't worry. The angel of the Lord has told me that you must, God said, you must be brought before Caesar. God have given the all them. This is what Paul says. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. It's a good thing to believe God. It's a good thing to believe in what God is saying. Everybody don't believe. Everybody don't believe. I'm going to tell you. And you'll find out that believers, unbelievers, will not dwell amongst believers that long. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When it comes down to it, in order to experience blessings, some people have to go. In order to experience God's promises, in order to experience for God to raise some things up in your life, resurrect some things, restore some things, there's just some people that got to go. Listen, when God removes people out of your life, don't weep over it. Don't cry about it. I'm going to tell you what to do. 
Look out for what God is about to do, amen. Because God is about to do some great things, amen. God's about to turn your life around for the good. Don't you spend all of your nights, amen, crying your eyes out and weeping. You just say, God, I believe. You know what? I believe it. You can be seated tonight. He goes back to Jairus' house. To perform a miracle. Listen, to do what he knows how to do. And that's turn situations around. Things change when Jesus. And he comes in and you got the hired people that are there crying and wailing. And Jesus, listen, they're asleep. And these unbelievers start laughing him to scorn, the Bible says. And he didn't waste no time to kick them jokers out. You need to let God kick the people out of your life that needs to be kicked out. Amen. And the Bible says he went in there. He took Peter, James, and John. Y'all already know how I feel. He brought his prayer partners. Amen. He brought people that know. Amen. And that believe. Amen. We about to see a miracle, amen. We already know what the outcome is. We need to have that kind of faith in your God that there is no doubt in our mind. God's going to bring this thing to pass. God's going to work it out. God's going to hold it together. God is going to do what he said. He's going to do exactly what he told me. He's going to perform it. And Paul said, I... That it shall be even as it was told me. I promise you that when Sarah have a child in my old age, and here I am, amen, when everything says I shouldn't be popping out, popping out children at this age, look at what the Lord has done. Somebody needs to look at impossibility, amen, and say yeah, with man it's impossible, but with my God all things are possible. I've just heard it too many times. I've heard God turning things around. I heard God working it out. Listen, God said he's a healer. Somebody needs to believe that he is a healer. God said, I'll hold you together. God said, I'll provide for you. God said, I'll make a way when it seems like there's no way. I believe I believe it. He promised them, he said, listen, I'm going to take you in to a land flowing with milk and honey. He told them, on the day of Pentecost. The Bible says he appeared to the hundreds, 500, and he gave them instructions. But how many know that in every bunch there is always doubters? He says, yeah, it's true, but we can't do it. There's giants in the land. What they were speaking was doubt. They were speaking faith. What they were saying is we don't believe what God told us. We don't really believe it. The 500 the Lord uh, appeared to, listen, they knew he was dead. They knew he raised from the grave, amen. He showed himself to them with men. He showed the proof, amen, that this ain't no joke. This ain't no trick. They saw his hands. They saw his pierced side. 
They saw his feet, amen. They saw all of the proof on the day of Pentecost. I'm talking about 500 people. After he gave them instructions, they see him ascend up in the heaven. And they are standing there gazing. Not only that, angels show up and tell them, go and do what he told you to do. How much proof do you need? Only showed up on the day of Pentecost. You know why? Because the rest, they didn't believe what he was telling them. But how many have come to find out that every word that is said in the cross, it is still pointed out in the year 2019. Come on, this thing ain't a lie tonight, amen. We serve a God that knows how to back up. He knows how to perform every word. My goodness. I keep going. People got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> ah. Woo. I'm telling you that he will do his that it don't matter how bad it is. Doesn't matter how bad the storm is. Doesn't matter how dark it gets. Listen, don't settle for staying in the valley. Because listen, the valley gets dark, amen? But the Bible tells us that in the valley, you'll find out that God is right there. And one and so that lily, you gotta find that lily in the midst of the valley. And you gotta let that lily, you gotta let Jesus know, let you know, amen, that there are brighter days on the horizon. The things are gonna turn around, the things are gonna pick up. It's not gonna always be like this. Those jokers, y'all should have listened to me. He said, but you didn't. Aren't you so glad that God gives us another chance? Aren't you so glad that God is merciful? I need to hearken to his word. He said, be of good cheer. God, the, the angel of the Lord has appeared to me and has told me, listen, God says you must go and stand before Caesar. There ain't nothing the devil can do. God has already destined, amen. That we make it, amen. Somebody needs to remind that devil to make it. We're going to be victorious. We're going to overcome. Anybody believe that tonight? Paul said, listen, I believe God. Anybody believe the Lord tonight? Anybody? Heaven is beautiful, amen. And we ought to be persuaded of it, amen. I believe it tonight, amen. I believe that heaven is everything that the Bible says. He tells us that he's coming. He's coming back. Now, everybody don't believe that. Oh, y'all been saying that for the longest now. We've had false prophets rise up and say the Lord is coming back. Y2K. The Bible says nobody will know. So the fact that they're uttering that out of their mouths lets you know that they're false prophets. But he's coming back. He tells us. He told us in his word what it would be like when he comes back. And what generation 
would be here when it, what he told us. His return would be like the days of Noah. It would be like the days of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. When I go about my day-to-day life and I see what is going on in our world and I hear the news reports and I hear all of, about all of these laws that have been passed down, I am reminded that we are living in the days of Noah, days of Lot, and Sodom and Gomorrah. Because it is very parallel. It is pick me up and cause me to draw as close to God as I possibly can get. I don't know what else will. God's word is true. Everything that he has said to us through his word is going to come to pass. It's going to happen. And this is not a time to jump out of the ship. You know, they was going to try. They was trying to be real sneaky about it. Paul had already gave the word. In order for you to be saved, you got to stay in the boat. They was trying to tiptoe to sneak their way out. Don't you know that's just like backsliders? They trying to creep around, sneak around. They trying to sneak their way out. And don't know that you can walk out. But it ain't what you think. Because you about to get into a little water raft that the church is going to take a couple of bumps and bruises, amen, along the way. It's going to be tossed around along the way, amen. And it may seem like things are falling apart a little bit. But I'd rather be in the church with all of the tossing and with everything being tossed to and fro and shaken up a little bit. This instead of getting in a little water rafter and thinking that it's going to be all right because I'm destined to fail, destined to lose. I want to stay. I already got the word, amen. Already got the word that it may be you may get tossed around a little bit, but hang on, hold on. God is with you. God has already destined, amen, that the church will win and that the church is going to make. You talking about having a scoop. You ain't got to guess what, how it's going to turn out. We already know. We got the inside scoop. You're victorious if you hang in with the church. If you believe what he has told us. Stand firm on it. Let's come around the altar tonight. Let's come with our hands lifted and our voices raised. Let's just ask the Lord to strengthen our hearts. Encourage us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to believe it, Lord, just like you said, that you're going to do exactly what you said, Lord. Oh, God, that you are not a man that you should lie, neither the son of man that you should repent. Dear Lord, that you are not our Jesus. We're holding on to your word tonight.
Somebody, God, we give you the honor. We give you the praise, oh Lord. The mighty name of Jesus. 